We are live. It is Friday. Hello. Welcome Good to morning. Lunch Plus. And guys, exciting right now. Team Carrot's back. It's yes. been literally almost three weeks. I know, right? Almost three weeks. <laughs> but we're back. And I'm so excited to have you here. The table moved. That was a little crazy. <laughs> that was a little spooky. I like put my arm on it and it went down. Like it, it kind of rocked back and forth. Not prepared. I'll fix that afterwards. What's up, Shifting <laughs> Foundations? <laughs> if you are on right now, comment, tell us who you are, where you're watching from, so that way we can say hi. Important update. Buddy Crabtree beat Johnny Shaver by five seconds today. Five seconds. I, I mean, I'm going to assume that there was a massive glitch with the technological stratosphere. Um, I also think I said technological instead of technological, so <laughs> fun. Anyway, Pastor Nicole's on. Your mom's on. Hi, Mom. Good morning. <laughs> Love you. Buddy's on. Johnny's on. Julie's on. We're so excited to have y'all. Here's what we've got in store for you today. Right now, it's family chat. That's why you're here, because we're family and we like to chat. Followed by the prices. Whoa, right. And then a time of prayer, followed by what's right, elementary, and what's the word. It's going to be so good. I'm, I'm really excited about today. Robert says that he is in Rayford packing up the house. Buddy says, I'm Buddy, and I'm watching from Earth. Lisa <laughs> says, hello. Johnny says, my phone is a little slow today. See, I, I knew it was a technological fault. Not your fault. Right. It's technology. That's right. Yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Absolutely. As you guys know, we like to take this time to just bond. It, this is bonding time, yeah. family time. And while we are hanging out, go ahead and share the broadcast so that somebody you know can hop on and watch because it's really going to be a good one. But let's put our first question up for the day. Yeah. Mexican food or Italian food? Which one makes your heart go pitter-patter when you walk into the restaurant? Mexican food or Italian food? Marky in the background, Italian. <laughs> well, okay, so which one makes my heart pitter-patter when I walk into the restaurant? Mexican food. Which really? one makes my bowels pitter-patter? Oh, my gracious. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, my word. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a little rough, but Mexican food. So Mexican food? Oh, yeah, all day long. Uh, Colleen says good morning. Colleen also says Italian food. Robert says mixed together. I have never had Mexa Italian food before, but I will totally open to you making it for me. That's interesting. Kevin Buck says Italian food. Lisa says Italian food. Johnny says Italian food. You are strongly in the minority right now, according to the viewers. Buddy says, is pizza Italian or American? It is Italian, but America has made it its own thing. See, um, now, if you ask the Greeks, they'll tell you it's Greek. It's Grecian. It's Greek. It's Grecian. That's, That's where right. it is. Evan! Evan Didio! Welcome to the broadcast. He says, I'm Italian, so I should probably say Italian, but Mexican is good, too. Buddy says his vote is Italian because his favorite food is pizza. Um, I like Robert. Buffet! Buffet. <laughs> I've never been to a Mexican... Well, I mean, Golden Corral has all of it, but it's not, you know... Not authentic. Not I, even close to authentic. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe that's how, you know, pizza was designed to be eaten, was uh. eight hours later left under, like, fluorescent <laughs> lighting with all the children sneezing on it. Maybe oh that's word. how it was designed to be consumed. <sighs> um, <laughs> but he says, team not Golden Corral. You're going to have strong words to go over with with Paul and George then, because George and Paul are both gold, Golden Corral yeah, people. I'm down for some Golden Corral. <laughs> I mean, I'll walk right behind the kids that have been sneezing. I don't get it. Get away, kid. 
Shove them out of the way. <laughs> I, so I didn't like Mexican food until I moved here. Like I'd never really eaten it. So okay. I feel like I, in the last seven years, have just been making up for lost time. Right, right. <laughs> so Mexican food has, has part of my heart, yeah. but really Italian food. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't have any Mexican restaurants mm -mm. In, in Vermont either, so mm -mm. I was I was well into my adulthood before I had True. Mexican food. Yeah. New England deprives its people of the Mexican food yeah. wonderfulness, but hey, mom, what was that? What was that Mexican place we used to go to in Calhoun? Was it Taco House? That place was awesome. Sounds good. And if you if you like shared them on Facebook, or whatever. Free cheese sauce. Well, Evan says Mazatlan is really good and the sweet tea is. That's true. Okay, question number two. Italian food clearly won this one. But would you prefer to be in front of the camera or behind the camera? Which one would you prefer to be in front of the camera or behind the camera? Are you the person in your group, like Buddy, who jumps in front of every picture ever or behind every picture ever and just kind of photobombs all of them? Or are you the person that enjoys taking the pictures of the buddies of the world who jump in front of all the pictures? Lisa says behind, Evan says behind, Johnny says behind. B buddy, that's not true though. Um, buddy says behind the camera. <laughs> Marky says depends. Robert says behind. Colleen says in front. Priscilla says I can be on or behind the camera. Um, so I, like I was thinking about this. Williams says behind. My, I actually feel more pressure being behind the camera than in front of the camera yeah, because I don't want to ruin the picture by taking it wrong. Right. So. Right. Or framing it. Yeah. 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 Oh, I, I feel the same way. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. There's more pressure behind the camera than in front of. In my, yeah. And the Lord may be obnoxious, so I'm totally okay <laughs> with being in front of the camera. <laughs> you are talking, you're talking to two extrovert people who Extremely. have no concern being in front of you today. Um, Julie says, behind doing the media. <laughs> Kevin Buck says, both. I'm conflicted on that. Kevin is our thinker. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I can see where, I said Buddy was lying earlier. He's not lying. He just no. put a question mark. But... Buddy also jumps in front of the camera whenever the pictures are being taken. So, Which is very fun because it is if, very fun. if you're at my life group, and I like to take pictures of life group, I like to share it all over social media because that's my family here in North Carolina. And Buddy makes sure that he bombs every picture, and it's true. I love it. It's true. Marky <laughs> says, behind is easier for me. I like that it's supporting people, too. Uh, Robert says that we're not obnoxious. Yes! Thank you. That's exciting. Um, William says, being behind the camera gives you full reign to take the funniest pictures. This is true. Fact. Buddy says, I burnt my tongue with tea two times this morning. That's a fun <laughs> factoid. Good? Has anyone... <laughs> Kevin says that his comment just jumped in front of the camera. So. <laughs> it's all about Buddy. <laughs> so did you guys burn your tongues with tea two times this morning? Are you on team Buddy with this? Oh, my word. Oh, my gracious. Question number three. Bum -ba -da. What's the last movie that you saw in theaters? I think the last movie you saw in theaters is the last movie I saw in theaters. I think so. I, think I don't so. even remember the name of it, so you'll have to say. <laughs> I'll tell you in a minute. I want to find out what you guys say. Kevin Buck says Tenet. Buddy says Tenet. That's it. Um, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm pausing. Marky says I burnt my tongue with too much toothpaste the other day. What? What? That's got to be a How? typo or something. How do you, what, what type of toothpaste are you using? Acid? Lava? What? How do you do that? 
Buddy, I need you to Google scientifically how one can burn their tongue with toothpaste. What? But she says it it's was like too much for too long. It was a, apparently it was baking soda and industrial grade peroxide. I. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not over this. Like I want to go back to the comments, but what? Yes. On earth? Okay. Buddy says it was wasabi toothpaste. Okay. Um, I know that we have people answering in the comments, but yeah. man, and I'm sorry I've missed it. So my mom said she went to see Mal <laughs> Maleficent. Yep. Uh, what's that? Honest Thief, Julie Buck. And uh, then Johnny says Endgame. Avengers Endgame. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. So the last movie, I, I'm not over Marky and the toothpaste, but I'm trying really hard. Um, the we'll, last we'll do a tenant thing and go yep. in the back. Yep. Back it up. <laughs> the last movie I saw in theaters was Tenet, which is the last movie that Kevin also saw in theaters. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Not together. Both of us went with my husband, though. That's so. a little different. <laughs> George has seen it multiple times at this point. And he held my hand. Did he hold your hand? I'm just kidding. Well, Kevin Buck says that Marky brushed with horseradish toothpaste. That's exciting. Um, Marky says that the last movie she saw was Tenet, and it was con The Tenet on the Facebook. She saw it in the theater. Um, the Tenet was super confusing, though. It really was. Super confusing. Yeah. Even more confusing than burning your tongue on toothpaste. Yeah, like it's right up there. Burning your tongue on toothpaste and the Tenet are equally confusing. <laughs> are. Um, I had to, like, I watched the movie about 10 minutes into the movie. 10:15. I just decided I will not try to understand what's happening yeah. in front of me, and I'll just let it happen to yeah. me. Like I'm just gonna let it happen. And team, afterwards, team carrot once again. Yeah, that's what I did. Afterwards, I looked it up and Googled all of it, and now I'm really excited for when it comes out, and I can watch it with closed captions on because the music was so loud and the accents are so thick right. that by the time and they spoke so quietly that by the time I understood what they were saying, they were like four sentences in, and I'm like, sure, yeah, sure, <laughs> we're on a ship now. Makes total sense. Yeah, no, yeah, we're we're in a lighthouse. Absolutely, why not? We're going. Sure, great. You're Lisa. the only person I know that, that looks forward to reading a movie. <laughs> George is very excited to reading the movie as well. Oh, really? Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, Robert says trolls. Oh, okay. he's a dad. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. William says, I think his would, I think mine would either be 1917 or Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah. Lisa yeah. says pets too. And then is that a cousin of yours? That is my cousin. That's my cousin, Pam. Hi, Pam. How are you? Oh, that's so sweet. Okay. Yes. Last question of the day, which is inspired by Kevin Buck. Are you a quiet sneezer or a loud sneezer? <laughs> <laughs> I love a loud sneeze. Just let it all out. When I was making the questions, I heard this sound emerge from the sanctuary, and it was Kevin Buck sneezing. Marky <laughs> says she's a loud sneezer. Have I ever heard you sneeze before? Do I know your sneeze? She's, Interesting. She's a loud sneezer, but I think like only dogs can appreciate it. Oh, is that a pitch? <laughs> <laughs> Buddy says, I hear the sound. <laughs> Grayson says she's a loud sneezer. Belzy's a loud sneezer. Robert says he's a loud, or that louder is better. Priscilla says that she's both. Lisa says, quiet now, so everyone wants to spray me with Lysol. Um, <laughs> I understand that. Rachel says, it depends. People either don't even know I sneeze or everyone knows. Sometimes it sounds like a mouse, though. Uh, Priscilla says Pastor Nicole has the best sneeze that she's ever heard. Yeah, Pastor Nicole's is literally a but higher pitch than that. My voice just kind of cracked right there. Um, 
Marky says, I literally don't even know how to stifle it at all. We've had this conversation. I guess it's just been a long time since you've sneezed around me, because it's not memorable. Um, I'm sure it is. Like, uh, when, the next time you sneeze, I'll remember it. Pam says, loud sneezer. Yes, we are truly cousins. <laughs> like, we sneeze, we sneeze up our toenails. Oh, my gracious. <laughs> <laughs> William says, I feel as though some of my sneezes have awoken some poor person in Mumbai, so definitely loud. Um, Marky says that she's offended that I don't remember her sneeze. Um, sorry. Uh, I am a quiet sneezer, and I have people telling me that I'm, like, suppressing the sneeze. I don't do it on purpose. It just... I sneeze and like the feeling happens and then I say a chew. Like I don't know, it's just right. like this habit, like like a chew. And I don't know. It just it's just there. So no, I was told by ear, nose, and throat doc when I was a kid that it's actually not good to to suppress or quiet sneeze. I don't do it on purpose. No, no, no. You shouldn't hold them back <laughs> because you have these station tubes that are in your ears that go down to your uh, the back of your throat, and they overpressurize if you resist it. So you need to let it out. I, That's why I I've do it. tried. You sassed me very early on to you being here of needing to sneeze properly. Yes. And I've tried, and that's just what happens. But I'll tell you what, like, while we're talking about sounds and, like, sneezing, y'all need to hear Priscilla Rogers' hiccup. Like, because Priscilla Rogers' hiccups, like, you can hear them down the street. I have never heard hiccups like that in my life. Like, and it happens often where it's just like, and I'm like, what is happening? Like, I've never heard somebody out loud hiccup until I met Prill. And I'm like, what is taking place? Marky out loud hiccups too. Like, Marky can do it, but Marky, like, stops herself. But, like, it, it's, it's the most interesting thing I've ever heard. Like, that's, that's an interesting one. Um, let's see. Your cousin says, sneezing is like a joyous amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> yes. I thought, I saw Kevin Buck and I thought it was you commenting for a second. I'm like, how, are you commenting while we're live on air right now? It's telepathy. Telepathy he, uh, commenting. He yeah. did say that a hazmat uh, cleaner is needed for Kevin D. <laughs> yeah, that Kevin David. Oh, that's right. Kevin David. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Buddy's pointing at me that we need to wrap up so we can go into his segment. Okay, that's his buddy. Favorite. So that makes me want to talk even longer. Hurry, but I hurry won't. up and get Buddy in front of the camera. It's true. It's true, mister. I like to be behind the camera. Is now ready to be in front of the camera. So we're going to hand over to Buddy so that he can do the prices well right for you. Because we love you. We're going to hop into our first official segment with the prices all right. Like and share. Kevin Nowicki versus Marky. Who's going to win? It's going to be good. Stick around and find out. Share while we give you this opportunity to. We love you. Love you guys. Buddy, on to you. everyone welcome to the lunch plus broadcast just to prove a point that I don't want to just jump on the the in front of the camera I'm I'm right here off camera this might feel a little awkward for Marky and Kevin a little bit this is actually buddy's way of proving to you that it's not all about him yes <laughs> by making, by, by a, making a big old scene. dramatic entrance yes <laughs> 
Okay, well, whatever. All right, just, Give me some of that. Just put the table of contents on the screen. <laughs> we have a good broadcast for you today. First up, we have The Price is Right. I, I've never felt so attacked in my life. Anyway, after The Price is White, we have a time White. of prayer. Whatever. We have time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was whatevering Marky. He said The Price is White, so I said White, and he said whatever. That's anyway, a new segment. Whatever. After that, we have What's Right Elementary, followed by... What's the word? We had a good broadcast for you today. But first up, we have The Price is Right. <laughs> the Price is White. <laughs> we have fun today. Oh, this is great. <laughs> William said, who stuck a quarter in, buddy? <laughs> what? I don't know what that means. Anyway. Oh my god. Anyway, so welcome to The Price is Right. I feel like I'm not centered very well. Oh, you're right, because my drama. Um, Serena says I can be a little dramatic. I don't understand why. <laughs> um, anyway, so here's how The Price is Right goes I found several interesting items that you can purchase on the internet. Uh, on the internet. And, um, and <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to guess and see how much these items cost. All right, okay. I'm going to have Kevin, you're going to guess first. Yes, sir. So yes. the item's going to come up on the screen. Kevin's going to guess how much he thinks the item okay. costs. And Mark, you're going to guess whether you think it's higher or lower. Okay. And then we'll flop. Okay. Right, Marky whooped me the last week. I, oh, it, it, it whooped us all. <laughs> it was so weird. We had a very so interesting weird. one last week. Yeah. Um, and guys, we want you to participate in the comments. Whenever the item comes up, we want you to guess how much do you think these items cost. All right? You ready for the first item? Let's do it. All right, let's jump in. What is our first item of the day for the prices right? 1,500 live ladybugs. Why? This is... Like a ladybug farm? No, it's like a, just a pack of 100 and... 1,500 1, oh. live ladybugs. Like the way you said and this it, is like on, a pack. This is Amazon. I just pictured like a Ziploc bag full of them. Is it made a, me kind of queasy. I'm assuming it's not a Ziploc bag because they would die in that. Yeah, that would, right? <laughs> oh, yes, Grayson, this is for real. There is a practical. Oh, we just reached our 100th commenter. And yes, it is your cousin. Yes, Yay! my cousin. Well done, Pam. Pam. won. You got the 100th commenter. Yay! That means you get a gift card on us. So Yay! congratulations. Awesome. Anyway. <laughs> Back to the 1,500 live ladybugs. Yeah, is there a, a practical application for this? Um, maybe a prank? <laughs> wow. I don't All know. Right. I don't okay. know what the heck. Maybe to feed, I mean, they're beetles, so maybe to feed, like, your lizard? Okay. All right, so. I have no idea. Since my cousin Pam is so smart, and she just got the 100th commenter, I'm going to go with her answer, $24.99. $24.99. Marky, do you think it's higher or lower? Higher. Higher than $24.99? There's so many of them. <laughs> I don't know. I feel, we could actually go out and just get them in the foyer a little bit, and That's we'd true. probably now have our own. <laughs> we, can, we can sell them. That's true. <laughs> All right, so twenty-four. you think it's higher than $24.99? I feel like you're telling me it's a no by, I'm, keep I'm at, by just... continuously asking me like it's wrong. But okay. yes, I'm just going to say higher, buddy. Okay. All right, well... Let's just say this, we, this has been our closest guess so far on the prices, right? The actual uh, price for this is 
24.75. Wow. 20, that, that means you get two points. Yes. Your cousin was on it. <laughs> I, I really hope brilliant. she didn't Google it real wow. quick. <laughs> she is brilliant. That's a great guess. Well done, wow. Pam, and well done, Kevin. That's two points because yes. you're within the $5. Hey, I get two points. Good job. Thanks, Thanks Pam. Good job. <laughs> All right. Well, oh, okay. Pastor Nicole says ladybugs are good for gardens because they eat plant eating bugs and they're cute. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> and Very they're cool. cute. <laughs> awesome. Wow. So, so I guess there is a practical application to okay. order 1,500 live ladybugs. All right. Now, <laughs> okay. as we move on to our yes. next item, um, yes. this is one of those things where I feel like if you bought this, Again, you can buy this on Amazon. I feel like if you bought this, you would immediately be on FBI's watch list. Because the next item is uranium. (laughs) You can actually buy uranium on Amazon. I'm assuming it's like... That wasn't the price. That was like the the Geiger counter um, level. Yeah, it's got to be depleted. Uranium, right? Or no, you said it it was the level on the Geiger counter, so it's not depleted. yeah, Yeah. Yep. I don't know why this is legal, but it's on Amazon. I looked it up. It's not right, depleted now, uranium. Now, what, it, it's like a shard of uranium about that big, so it's not like a oh, big a piece. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So, Marky. Okay. <laughs> How much do you think? I am um, going to confidently say $49.99. $49.99. Confidently. That's pretty confident. I'm going to so confidently say this. All right. Well, okay. Kevin. Well, I'm super excited because we had a nuclear plant in the town that I grew up in. Wow. And we would go over there for, um, for visits and so forth and, and uh, field trips and, and mm-hmm. that. And they would actually hand out a pellet to each one of the students. Wow. I'm doubting they would hand out a $50 pellet to each one of the students, so I'm going to say lower. Lower than Lower than 49. 49. Okay. All right. Well, Priscilla said, can you buy vibranium on Amazon? <laughs> That's a fictitious element. doesn't actually exist in the real world, but the cost is of... Is that a periodic table? Yeah, no. The cost of uranium ore is... Thirty-nine oh, ninety-five. Oh, that off? Yeah, you weren't that off. the nine hole, the whole like nine thing. Like I got that. Yeah. Even though I didn't really get anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, but that's okay. Uh, Kevin Buck just said unobtainium. <laughs> unobtainium. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay. so that's the point goes to you, Kevin. Yay! Three points. So right now it's three Yay. to one. You're doing such a good job. Three to one. Where'd you get her one? Three to zero one. is what I meant to say. <laughs> Whoa, guys. Three to zero. I'm sorry. It's okay. Like, everyone's like, point. no, Marky <laughs> doesn't get one. Like, it's sorry, I'm, so... just, I'm used to, I don't know. You're used to the other person I'm used to it semi, always... like, actually winning, semi, well, like, having any points. I'm well, sorry, I'm... buddy. I'm throwing you off with none of my points. <laughs> it is throwing me off a little bit. All right, next item. Oh, Marky's really upset. We have a bacon-scented <laughs> mustache. Oh! You know, not too weird. Oh. <laughs> that would be such a tease. I could not do that. <laughs> Kevin Buck found the camera. It's bacon scented, not bacon flavored. I think those are, that's a big difference. <laughs> All right, well, Kevin, how much do you think? The bacon scented mustache would cost. Oh, I would totally give you $7.50 for that. $7.50? That's a pretty decent guess. All right, Marky. I'm going to say higher. 
Higher than 750? Yes. <laughs> Joni says priceless. <laughs> <laughs> if it's actually bacon, Joni, I would agree with you. Grayson says, okay, Ron Burgundy. All right. <laughs> Mark, you, you said higher than $7. You're making me Sorry. question myself, no, I'm questioning okay? myself because I don't remember what you said. <laughs> yes, I said higher. All right, all right. How much does the bacon-scented mustache cost? Six dollars oh. and forty-four cents. Look at Arabella. She said six forty-one. Wow. I know. She was like Arabella. That's so close. Good job, Belzy. Yeah, I was like on the on the line that Grayson was on of like fifteen-ish dollars, maybe. Oh, I got wow, you. Yeah. that's awesome. So, Margie, you still don't have any points. <laughs> whoa, 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 guys! We're about to have a little break right, right. here. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Now, when it comes to items that you can purchase on the internet, there are some things okay. that. Um, if I actually like found someone who owns this next item, I would probably instantly assume they're an interesting human being because the next one is a life-sized cardboard cutout of Danny DeVito. <laughs> who does not want that? Thankfully, a life-size cutout. Who does cutout, not want that? <laughs> thankfully, a life-size cutout of Danny DeVito is only like two feet. So <laughs> that's good. It's true. It's true. <clears throat> A life-size cutout of Danny. Wow. All right, Marky, you're guessing this one, right? Uh, I'm the host. I should. Know. I, I think so. Um, I'm gonna say. <clears throat> I'm gonna say fifteen dollars. Fifteen dollars. Wow, that is uh, super, super uh, close. Uh, I think. That bear's like for a life. Yes. <laughs> I will give you one re-guess. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you want to We've never in the history of this game has anyone been given a re-guess. And it's me. Clearly oh my god. We're one. rooting for okay, you. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say thirty-five dollars. You're gonna say what? Thirty-five dollars. Thirty-five dollars. Okay, yeah. All right. William said this is the immeasurable <laughs> price. Danny DeVito is a national treasure. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, so you're you're going all the way up to thirty-five. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you hear him laughing at me? I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. Wait, I'm oh, I don't, do I need another guess? No, 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 no. Okay. I think that's that's a great guess. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Do you think it's higher or lower than thirty-five? Thirty-five dollars. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come in lower. I'm gonna... <laughs> that's pity. That's pity. That's not a real guess. All right. What he's coming in lower. Happening. <laughs> I'm totally right. destroying her right now. Oh my god. I got like eighty-five points. Oh my gosh. What is? Eighty-five points. How much does points? it cost, guys? How much? It costs eighty-three dollars. <laughs> Would you not spend $83 on that? I got a Marky. point! You, you got I got one. a point! Yay! Oh, yeah, you're right. I was like, wait, why is she saying this? Oh, because you voted lower. Yeah! Well done, Marky. Pastor said, wow. wow. <laughs> Who would not want to spend $83 on a life-size cardboard? Wow. Now, here's something that you would probably spend money on. Okay. This next one is a gourmet... The next one is a gourmet <laughs> bacon of the month club. <clears throat> you want to get some gourmet bacon every month? Oh yes, I do. Me too. Oh, <laughs> that would be awesome. You can you can get I that with your that. Uh, bacon scented mustache. There's a lot of bacon okay. today. Um, for That's those true. of you that are out there, <clears throat> Christmas is coming. That's true. 
And I need this. It's true. Okay, so I would wait, bacon of the month. <laughs> Tell me, is that for one year membership? <coughs> Uh, I think the price that I was looking at, yeah, I believe it was a one year. Okay. One per year right. for oh, okay. okay uh, all right. But it's month uh, the monthly. Oh, the month, monthly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Five million dollars. <laughs> oh yeah, I go Marky. with that. Yeah, sure. That's his answer. Okay. I'm gonna. No, I'm gonna <laughs> I think that might be a little bit overshooting. Um, I'm gonna say. Oh, that'd be so awesome though. Five hundred bucks. 500 bucks? 500 bucks. All right, Mikey, what do you think? I'm going to say lower. Lower than $500? The correct <laughs> answer is $44.16 a month. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's not. I could get like 10 of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, now, there are various, you know, bacon of the month clubs, you know, that you can be a part of. Right. Um, but they mostly averaged around 40 whatever I just gave you guys. Um, not five hundred dollars <laughs> a month, but remember the gourmet peanut butter. Oh, did you and mean jelly a month? year though? Five hundred dollars a year? Yeah. Oh, for the year, that's five twenty-eight. That's five twenty-eight. No, I, I said oh. per month. I said oh, per month. I said it's a year subscription, but but. Oh, it's I a thought per we were voting cost. for thought, for a year too. I thought it was a year. Yeah. I thought oh, we were voting for well, a year. He was actually close. Yeah, because it was five twenty-eight. I did say I said lower, mm-hmm. so he actually got that. Sure. Yeah. Well done, Kevin. Yeah, good job. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I like how you were doing the math to help him out. Thank you. You're See, welcome. we all work together here yes. at the broadcast. All right, now we're going to be moving on. Thank you for joining us for the prices. Yeah. We're right, yes. my favorite segment. Now we're going to be moving on to a time of prayer with Barrett. It's yes. going to be powerful. Put your prayer requests in the comments, and we'll see you right there. that we have on the broadcast. As you know, if you're a longtime viewer, which you know you are, and if you're not yet, you want to be. But as you know, we have a list of confessions that we go through here on the broadcast each and every single day that come from the Word of God directly. And today, it's a twofer. Friday, you get two confessions for the low, low price of you're watching this. So we're going to hop on, put on confession number six, join your voice with mine, join your faith with mine, and let's say these together. We keep increasing in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. And then confession number seven. The struggle is over. Lord, we thank you. Thank you for your word, which is true. Thank you, God, that you do not lie. You cannot lie because that's not in your nature and it's not your character. So if your word says it, we can have it and we put faith on it now. Lord, we thank you that we just keep increasing. That's all we do. We just keep increasing in your wisdom. We just keep increasing in your favor. We just keep increasing in your right righteousness and your maturity. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for that. And we thank you that you are making things easy today. For the viewers watching right now, thank you for making things that looked difficult easy right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you that those things that have seemed complicated, that they are easy and light 
that there is no longer struggle or toil attached to anything that they put their hand to. Lord, we thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy. We praise you. We give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, guys, we thank you so much for being on with us during confessions. And it's a good thing that we're praying for wisdom because we are hopping into our next segment, What's Right Elementary. And I got a sneak peek of the very first question. And I mean, in all glass house, I had to Google it. So go science. <laughs> we're going to hand it over to Buddy, who has a showdown today between Murky and Kevin of the Buck Variety. So we're going to hand it over to Marky and Kevin, our new favorite duo here on the broadcast. And apparently I'm all done talking. See ya. Welcome to What's Right Elementary. Hey there, guys. Yes. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I don't know. <laughs> okay. That's nervousness right there. Yeah. These so, little elementary questions right, guys, are not so elementary. Um, so here's the thing about okay. this segment. Okay. Um, I've been told that I've been a little mean with my questions. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. That they haven't been, you know, the easiest, you know, elementary level questions mm -hmm. and for True. that I would True. just like to apologize if you feel like I've been too mean let me know you know well, I'll will. try to don't worry you, no not you guys those guys oh, <laughs> oh okay I'll be quiet then so <laughs> here's how this game goes all right we have uh we're, we're basically testing whether or not we would pass elementary school all right, mm -hmm. so we got, we got questions starting at first grade, going from first grade to second grade, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade yeah. level questions. And, uh, and we're just going to go at it. All right, okay. so whoever okay. raises their hand first, you'll have the first opportunity to get the answer, right? If, okay. you, if you're wrong, I'm going to hand it off to the next person. Okay. okay. And okay. they'll have a chance to, to give their answers. Okay. You got, so guys, this is where you on the comments have a very important role because because if they can't guess, they can look at the screen. They can see um, who, they can see your answer. So please put your answers up on the screen as soon as you have them to help our contestants out if they need it. All right? Okay. So you, you guys, your, your role is very important. Mm -hmm. All right? Pastor Nicole said the better question is, can an elementary student answer these hard questions? Mm. Hi, Dad, by the way. Hi. Okay. We, we should probably start having an elementary student here. Yes, we need to have <laughs> one to, to get the, like, the, the rate mm -hmm. right. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, well, with all that being said, let's jump into first grade science. So we don't look up there, right? No, okay. no, you, okay. you don't have to. Okay. All right, so here's your first grade science question. What type of air do plants need that animals do not? Marky. Carbon dioxide. Can you say it louder? Carbon dioxide. <laughs> carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide. <laughs> yes, it is carbon dioxide. Yay. This is the question that Baird said she didn't know. Oh, look at that throw. I, I hesitated because I also saw the screen, so I knew the answer, so I didn't want to cheat. Yeah, no, it is carbon dioxide. See. 
we breathe in oxygen, breathe out carbon dioxide. Plants breathe in carbon dioxide and breathe out oxygen. Carbon, uh, carbon monoxide, isn't that like... That's poison. That's, yeah, that's is that like, That'll kill you. Is that is that like what comes out of the uh, the gas or exhaust something in the, in the, the exhaust when yes. they like you see those movies where people like yes. bad things happen yes. in the garage? Is that carbon monoxide? Because it burns off all the good stuff and leaves oh. all the bad stuff, and it's not good okay. for you. Um, so don't, don't <laughs> Grayson do said, "Oh, I was off by one oxide." <laughs> I love it. it matters, just so you know. <laughs> all right, now let's jump into Science. second grade math. Second grade math. Here's your question: How many feet? are in a yard. Oh, that was Three. Kevin. Three. Three. That is correct. I was wrong. <laughs> what were you going to say? Uh, I, nothing. You <laughs> <laughs> were just going to wait for them to. <laughs> oh, Lord, I'm glad I knew that. That's great. All right. Now, well done, Kevin. Oh, look, look, look at all, all these people. See, six, 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 six. Okay, wow. I'm going to be honest. This was a question six, 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 that six, six, I didn't six, know the answer to. Oh. I thought it was seven. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> I don't know why. Seven you ever seen one? Yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's not seven feet long. Mm -hmm. No. All right. Well, guys, you're doing so well. <laughs> you guys are doing so well. All right. Let's okay. move on to third grade history. Oh Lord. U.S. history, if that helps. Okay. okay. It does. Who was the third president of the United States? Benjamin Franklin. He was never a president of the United States. Okay. Uh, Thank you for that. See, no third grade for me. <laughs> can I use the quest, uh, the comments? Yes. I can use the comments? Was, yeah. yeah, that was the next one. Well, you didn't raise your hand, so I'm not even counting that. Oh, first person I'm disqualified. Thomas Jefferson. Yes. Shout out to all you did people commenting. Huh? I love you. You are the yeah, real MVP of the show. I was impolite. <laughs> and I had the wrong answer, so. <laughs> that was a bad throw. So I got through All second right. grade. Look at you grade. guys. I'm so happy with now, everybody. Now, here's one that you can't use the screen for. I apologize okay, okay. because okay. we're into okay. fourth grade spelling. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Fourth grade spelling. Here's your okay. question. <clears throat> Spell camouflage. C-A-M-O-F-L-A-G-E. No. Marky. C-A. Sorry, I wasn't very gracious. <laughs> <laughs> He was very, he was so very happy that you got it wrong. No, no, no. He was. He I'm was so happy sorry. I just, realized, I just realized how rude I was. Last I was just like, no. Uh. <laughs> sorry. Okay, go ahead, Mark. I'm so I sorry. I feel like there's a U in it, and I'm yes. trying to figure out where. Uh, C A M O U F L A G E. Yep. I like how you were saying it like you were reciting. With <laughs> <laughs> a question mark, but yes, that was correct. I got it, guys. That was Yay. correct. With an O, with a U. <laughs> just take Kevin to win. He just hit someone in the head. Uh, I, I love you. I'm, I, I feel, Yay! I'm, I'm stuck in sixth guys. grade. I'm second grade. Getting it's okay because you have. We all have a chance right now to pass fifth grade with. Okay, is this our last question? Yes, and this, I was generous with this one. I'm calling okay. this one fifth grade cooking. It also can be fifth grade science, but fifth grade cooking, all right? Okay. What unit of measurement is abbreviated OZ? That was Mr. Kevin. Ounce. That is Ounce. correct, ounces. Ounces. Well done, yeah, sir. Yeah. You Thank did, you, you guys did great. I feel so Kevin, much better. I'm trying to give you a high five. Come on. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm a little okay. embarrassed. That you... <laughs> no, you did great. You did great. It's you so you guys all great. did great. It was, this is rough on a man. That's all I'm saying. 
Oh, well. this, this segment is like bringing so much humility <laughs> in. <laughs> Kevin just said, how many ounces in a pound? 16. Two? I don't 16. know. 16. 16. Hey. I, actually I didn't raise didn't my know hand. That. Dang it. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, thank you for joining us for What's Right Elementary. This has been a lot of fun. Yes, it has. I've enjoyed this time with you guys. And Thank you. I'm sorry if... I'm going back to the camera where it's safe. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin doesn't want to be in front of the camera anymore. He's decided now. Yes, I'm not conflicted any longer. Behind is good. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, guys, thank you for joining us for What's Right Elementary. Now we're going to be moving on to What's the Word. I haven't thrown that one yet. Oh, that went nowhere. Um, we're moving on to What's the Word today. We're talking about how do we know if we're actually in faith and we're going to be just uh, sharing different things different people will be sharing today. It's going to be powerful. Make sure you take these next few seconds, like and share the broadcast, and we'll see you right there for What's the Word. After we do games, that I need to emotionally check everybody. Like, everybody good? Everybody happy? Like, things good over Especially here? Especially trivia games. <laughs> like, I, I really just want to pause and take a status of the room and be like, Kevin Buck, are you okay? Kevin, are <laughs> you good. good? Marky, is everything fine? <laughs> oh my goodness. Grayson says that her daughter's over there dancing to the transition music, which is pretty cute. Guys, Welcome to What's the Word? We haven't been on all week, which is nice to, it's nice to be here. It's nice to see you, mm -hmm. kind of, see the lens, knowing Wait. that you're there. <laughs> you, you said kind of because we're not actually seeing their faces. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I interpreted that differently. It's nice to see you, kind of. <laughs> you're so sassy today. <laughs> Am I? I'm so sorry. I think, it's, I think it's the fact that I burnt my tongue two times today with my tea. But not on toothpaste, though. But not on toothpaste, like, no. I'm really excited to talk to Marky after the broadcast and be like, so what type of toothpaste do you use? Because well, I don't know. You also have to put into account that she, she takes over five minutes to brush her teeth. It is very true. So, you know. There Probably been, not safe. There have been times where I've walked into the bathroom and she's brushing her teeth, and I've walked out and I've walked back in later and she's still brushing her teeth. Like it's, <laughs> it's a process. Wow. But guys, we're excited to be here with you today. Make sure that you take time, share the broadcast. Mm. We have an awesome episode in store for you. We're going to be talking about faith mm. because, man, has Jesus been growing us yeah <laughs> this i mean this entire week even if you weren't able to be here for our night services just the broadcast that we've been doing mm -hmm. this week with dr richard and pastor yeah. brian and yesterday pastor mike what an honor to have those men of god here but even just the broadcast like mm -hmm. your faith i can almost guarantee it has been challenged yeah. to grow in ways that it hasn't been before mm -hmm. and so we're going to be talking about that today but yeah. before we hop in I don't know if we have the graphic ready. I don't think I gave them 
any notice of this. In fact, it's not an I don't think. I gave them no notice of this whatsoever. But we handed out flyers during Dr. Richard's meetings, and I wanted to go ahead and give you guys a heads up. Kickstart is coming to Boomerang, and it's coming soon. Like, it's it's going to be here within two, three months. I mm -hmm. Do you remember the dates offhand since you made uh, the graphic? February 7th to the Friday. <laughs> I, I'm having. Is that right? I, I'm not 100%. I'm pulling it up. I wanted to tell you because Kickstart, what this is, will you, will you find it while yeah. I talk about it? Kickstart is something that we have been doing here at Boomerang. We've had three of them so far. Yeah, they're so good. Look at them. Oh, February 7th to 12th. Kickstart is this event with Pastor Brian and Evangelist Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. And we have it here at the church. We do it yearly. This will be our fourth annual Kickstart, our third time having uh, Evangelist Ted with us. And these meetings are powerful. The Lord told us specifically to have these meetings in order to kickstart us into a year of abundance mm. and whatever the Lord has for us specifically. And Buddy's actually here because of Kickstart. That is is 100% true. He came last, or this, this year this when year, we did yeah. Kickstart, he came and the Lord just moved on him, moved on uh, he yeah. and his wife Serena, and they were here to become part of the church later. And yeah. Evangelist Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. is one of our friends that we have here in the ministry. We love him. We mm. are just, we're so excited to have him back. Yeah. So make plans to be here with us. It will change your life, guaranteed. So February yeah. 7th through the 12th, make plans. Put it on your calendar right now. No excuses. Make plans. Yeah. It's going to be good. So yeah, yeah, we've got that going on. Yeah, well, I mean, like just, just like, I mean, we already mentioned that I'm here because yeah. of Kickstart, but like that, like I was only there for three days of the Kickstart tweak. And um, Kickstart I don't know. Kickstart tweak? And, uh, <laughs> but like th those meetings were so powerful. I mean, like God was like aligning things. God was preparing yeah. people. God was, you know, I, I mean, like it was definitely like an incredible Kickstart to, yeah. you know, to the year. I, I'm telling you, because of those meetings, like there's been so many things that God's done this year, and, and I know he did it because I was a part of those meetings. Yeah. So, so you know, make sure you're a part of that. You know, wherever you're at, like, I mean, why, why else would we be talking about a set of meetings in February, right. in, like in the middle of November? Because right. these are meetings that you need to, that, like, you need to start putting it in your schedule. Like, these meetings are taking place, yeah. and I'm going to be a part of that. Yeah. You know, so, so take some time. Look, at, put it into your calendar right now, February 7th to the 12th. Put it in your calendar right now. Yeah. Like literally, literally, like do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, we're going we're going to yeah. be talking about faith today, but yeah. the Lord is smart. Like he's he's not caught off guard. He's smart and he's strategic with what he does. Yeah. And so he sets up these meetings to deposit exactly yeah. what we need for what's coming up ahead of us. Yeah. And I remember Pastor is here, but he says he's going to be here in just a second. So he wanted us to let you know. So stick around. Pastor's going to hop on right now. But, you know, these meetings are exciting. And here's why. Like, I remember this year when Teddy, when Evangelist Ted was here, yeah. the, that's when coronavirus, it wasn't really that well known mm -hmm. at all. Yeah. 
we were a month ahead of the world being shut down basically. Mm -hmm. And I remember just a spirit of faith, like evangelist yep. Ted and pastor Brian and pastor mm -hmm. Nicole, even during offering, they yeah. were talking about it and injecting people with faith. Yeah. And when we, did we need that faith? Literally a month yeah. later when everything seemed to stop. Yeah. And so the people who were here and who received that word, they were then empowered mm -hmm. to go through what the Lord knew was coming up for the people of God. So yeah. he empowered us. Same with these meetings with Dr. Richard. Yeah. You know, it's been 2020 has been all sorts of opportunistic for so many people. But the Lord told us anytime we prayed, anytime we spoke about what these meetings were going to be, it yeah. was that this would be a, a fresh breath, a fresh wind, yeah. a fresh touch, rejuvenating, you know, reinvigorating. And that's exactly what these meetings were. It was like breath mm -hmm. of life for the people who were here. Yeah. So why, why are we talking about this? Because God's got something for you mm -hmm. to receive yeah. today on this broadcast, mm -hmm. but also also in February during Kickstart, and he wants you to be in position to receive exactly, exactly yeah. the things that God wants you to have. So, yeah. Amen. 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 Well, you know, today, you know, what we wanted to talk about on the broadcast was how do I know that I'm in faith? Right. right? How do I know that I'm in faith? And, and you know, just uh, like... I'm checking to make sure I'm plugged in because they're looking at the sound right now. So oh, I, got, okay. I got concerned. <laughs> no, um, like and, and being in meetings like these are, are key to stuff. Yeah. Like that. You know, because why? Because it always draws you higher. Yep. You know, it always pull, it, it, it'll either, you know, because when you're in a place where the fire of God is, it, yeah. it, it, it's going to burn off the trap, yeah. the chaff, the trap, the chaff, <laughs> the, you know, the, the, thi the things that aren't supposed to be in you. Yeah. The, the, the doubt and the unbelief, you know, mm -hmm. like stuff like that. When you're in the when you're in the presence, where when you're in a set of meetings where the fire of God is in operation, yeah, it's it, like it's either gonna, you know, either your flesh is going to take over and you're just gonna leave, yeah. or or the chaff is gonna just burn up and you're gonna go higher, yeah. you know. It, but the, either way, it's our choice what which, yeah. which we're gonna do. Right. But being in those kinds of meetings, they they really expose things, you know, because I mean, when when James says, consider pure joy, my brothers, when you face trials of many kinds, because it is the testing of your faith that produces perseverance, the word test is like a silversmith. Yeah. You know, they would, they would test it with fire. They would test that silversmith. And, and that's what these means do. The fire comes and, and our faith is tested. And, but the, the, it's, it's the, the testing that's happening is, is um, you know, the, whenever you boil or, or melt down silver, the impurities rise to the top, right. you know? So, so, you know, you can be in a meeting and all of a sudden you're getting uncomfortable, you know, st stuff like that. That's, that's the impurities rising to the top. That's yeah. the things that the enemy has planted in us that's getting ready to, 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 to be sifted out if yeah. we let it, you know, if we let it. Yeah. You know, so those impurities will rise to the top. And then, and then when we submit to the fire, it gets scooped out and, 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 it's, and it's removed. And, yeah. and the greatest part about about testing is you can keep doing it and doing it and doing it and more and more and more will rise to the top and you can keep sifting it out and sifting it out and what the silversmith would do is they would continue that process until the, when they looked at the silver they would see their own reflection in it yeah and so and so being in meetings like this what's happening is you know if you're ever in a service and you start feeling like uncomfortable and fidgety and I'm not just talking about like uh, 
Like, I'm talking about when you're in a service where the power of God is moving, where the fire of God's moving. Because, like, if I were in a service where the fire of God wasn't moving, I would be uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, like, that's different. And there's obviously that discernment. But if you're yeah. in a service where the power of God is moving and you start feeling uncomfortable, get ready because that means something's about to break and yeah. you're going to go to a higher level. Yeah. Um, but but we have to be willing to yield yeah. to, to what what God is doing. We have to be willing to yield to what the Holy Spirit's doing, and our faith is going to rise to another level. Yeah, and put that in the comments right now. Say today my faith is rising to another level, Amen. and get in preparation for that because that's what the Lord is doing, and that's what He desires to do in your life. Amen. You know, we're talking about faith today, and you guys heard well maybe not all of you did. On Monday during What's Good, I shared my testimony of having a car given to me yeah. that uh, the Lord provided to myself and George. You know, we're, we've been in faith. Yeah. We've stood, we believe for this car. And I, driving into work three and a half weeks ago, I had the Lord drop on me that I needed to call in my harvest yeah. and expect it. And later on that day, I get a phone call from somebody saying, hey, I'm getting rid of a car. Do you and George want one? Hmm. What? Like, who, who, who just calls and is like, do you want a car? So hmm. we go and get this car. And not only that, like, I don't think I, I, I may have said it on the, tr I did say it on the broadcast, but, you know, not only did the Lord bless us with a car, but I had been believing for, you know, this special, I wanted time with George for our anniversary. We had our five-year wedding anniversary this past Saturday. And so I'd been believing for time to go and get the car required time for us. So not only did he give us a car, he there's some other cool stuff I, I'm not going to share on here that he did with that. But then he also gave George and I time, which is what we've been believing for. Yeah. So I'm walking into these meetings after a celebration, yeah. after the Lord has done something so awesome mm -hmm. and amazing for, for me, for my husband, mm -hmm. like glory to God. And I'm sitting in these meetings and night number one, I'm just staying there going, I haven't been in faith. <laughs> what? Like yeah. to, to people who would hear that testimony, it's like, what do you mean you haven't been in faith? The Lord just gave you a car. You heard his voice and you were obedient. Yeah, I was obedient in that moment. Mm -hmm. But there's so much more of faith that yeah. the Lord started opening my eyes to this week that I realized mm -hmm. I may have had faith for moments. Mm -hmm. I may have had faith for times and I may have I may have operated in it some, but there's, there's so much more that God wants to do with us. Yeah. And what I feel like, at least I've done, I, I feel like I could speak for others, but at least I, it's like I've, I ha, in the past have just settled for these moments. Like mm. that was a great victory. Yeah. Well, glory to God. What a great thing that's happened to me. Mm. And then I would coast until the next thing was needed. Yeah. And God wants us to, we're not pleasing to God unless we're in faith in every part of our life, yeah. which requires an understanding of how it works, yeah. what it does, like how to abide in faith and not yeah. just abide in logic or yeah. our own abilities and how to just depend on him. Yeah. And so just because, you know, I know we've got people watching that are great men and women of faith today. Mm -hmm. I know that you're anointed. I know that you carry power and that you've seen the goodness of God in your life and you have faith yeah. because if you're saved, you've already applied your faith once and you've as dr richard said you've already received the greatest miracle that there ever was your yeah. translation from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light i know you've got faith yeah. but there's more faith 
to grow into. Yeah. God's not going to give us more faith, but we are called to grow our faith beyond where it is right now. Yeah, well, uh, you kind of quoted a little bit, but Hebrews eleven six. you know, without faith, it is impossible yep. to please God. So like that, that, that goes to, and, and here's the thing. I don't know how many times, I didn't go look this up, how many times the Bible says don't be deceived, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but if it's impossible to please God without faith, how, picture this, how absolutely essential is it for us to ensure that we're in faith? Yeah. How absolutely essential is it is for us to understand that we are walking and operating in faith? Because here's the thing. I was a youth pastor for four and a half years. I stinking wrote a book on faith. <laughs> and then several months later, I discovered I'm not in faith. Yeah. You know, I'm not in faith. Well, here, here's how I discovered it. Because, you know, we were believing for uh, our rent to be paid, yeah. you know. And like the day was like the day was getting closer and closer and my anxiety and my worry, how is this going to work out, was getting greater and greater. Uh, and, and we've talked about it several times on the broadcast, but the, the physical evidence of faith is rest. Yeah. I wasn't in, in rest. And because yeah. of that, I wasn't in faith. Right. And, and whenever that 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 reality came to me through pastor, which I'm very thankful for pastor, um, all of a sudden, like I'm like, I just think I wrote a book on this topic, you know, like <laughs> what in the world? But. Because of that, because I was able to gain that revelation, because I, I came to Kickstart and I yeah. was obedient, because I was obedient to move here, yeah. God said, all right, not, not, that doesn't mean that I never had faith or anything, yeah. but especially for that particular moment, you know, God was exposing, I wasn't in faith. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I went to a higher level. Because I surrendered and submitted to that authority, yeah. I, I went to a higher level. Because I trusted God, I went to a higher level, yeah. you know? And and and, um, and so here's here's the reality. I, like like I said, I've grown up in church. I was a pastor for four and a half years, but yet I I still got to a point where I recognized I don't have the faith that I should have. Right. You know. So it doesn't matter where you're at. You know, as long as you have that desire, I'm going to go higher. Hi. Amen. Pastor's Look, here. translation. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Thank <faith>. you. Amen. <laughs> uh, good to see you guys and so glad that you're here today. And the topic that you're talking about, I think, is huge. You know, um, I had to use my faith on the soundboard for a minute because <laughs> your, your uh, voice was echoing. And uh, I know when I get up here, it'll echo too, but we just had to make some adjustments. But uh, we got it straight now. Glory to God. Do, Amen. I, do I sound like I'm not in a cave anymore, guys? Yeah, it sounds much better. So <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, a lot of times, you know, I've found the same thing, that times yeah. that I've thought I was in faith and I'm not. And are we increasing our faith? In other words, when Jesus said, this woman has great faith, you know, he says, where's your faith? Are you of little faith? Yeah. That shows us that you can walk in more or less. Yeah. And the question is, kind of like what we were talking about the other day, are we sitting still and getting stagnant in our faith? Um, see, if we're not believing for increase, then we're going to get stale in our faith, and then the, then the, an attack will come, and we'll be rusty. Yeah. And um, and that's how the devil takes out many people. Um, I, you know, matter of fact, now that I'm thinking about it, this is I really believe this is the Lord really helping. You know, have you ever noticed that a lot of major ministers that see healing and miracles and everything, and then they go on later on in their life, and they you, they might get sick or get attacked and they have a hard time getting themselves healed. A lot of times they'll have two things. They'll have faith to get, they'll have faith to get others healed. But the other thing is, I think we get to a place where we have won some battles 
and then we get comfortable and without realizing it, yeah. we slip into a stagnation of our faith. And I have seen that in waves already in you know 20 years of ministry, 21, 21 years of ministry. I've seen that yeah. um, already and um, I've definitely recognized it. So it's good. This is a great topic to, to see yeah. and recognize. And, and literally like the moment a few months ago when you were sitting in our house and you were getting that revelation, I mean, I feel bad for your flesh in that moment a little bit. And um, amen, uh, Evangelist Mark Dunphy says, today my faith is rising to another level. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. So good to see you on here, Evangelist Mark. We love you very much. And, um, but, you know, I kind of felt bad that day, you know, for your flesh. But I also know that as you give yourself to that, that'll take you to another level. And, and it really is a time of breakthrough. And, yeah. and if we'll get comfortable with the uncomfort of the discomfort of discipline, uh, we'll eat the peaceful fruit of righteousness, yeah. what Hebrews 12, 11 says. And we need to get comfortable in that. We need to be comfortable yeah. in the discomfort of growth and yeah. the discomfort of discipline. And that means, you know, our, you know recently, uh, Jerry Savelle's been telling the story a lot because he's had plenty of success as a man of God. But uh, he, you know, had... I think, I don't remember if he actually had a plane or he didn't have a plane, something that happened and he didn't have a plane. I don't remember which one he did, uh, but he was either he had a plane and everything was being met or he didn't have one. And he was kind of sitting there like, I don't need, you know, he, he had just been stale with it. And the Lord corrected him. He said, can you finish your task and your mission on this earth without a plane? And he said, no. And, and he was also asking them this. He was, he was basically saying, should your stale be, I mean, should your faith be stale and stagnant? He said, no. He said, then you need to get to believing because he had just not been believing for a plane. And he said, so I started believing the Lord corrected him in that yeah. just because, you know, he wasn't believe he wasn't actively believing for increase. Yeah. And um, it was so important uh, for him, for him to uh, know that. Yeah. I know what I was going to ask you to do the other day. Hey, that's Amen. Exciting. Glory to God. The Lord just reminded me. Um, <laughs> Y'all excuse us for a moment. We have an admin moment nice. here. <laughs> I need for you to compile the video links of the increase series okay. because Dr. Richard asked for it. Okay. And uh, we'll share it with y'all too, if you want it. But um, God's way is increase. Amazing. It is not to sit still. It's not to be mediocre. It's not to be average. Um, he said very clearly that, you know, to whom much is given, much is required. All right. How much is given to us? All. Everything. Everything. In Jesus, that's the biggest thing yeah. that ever is. How about, you know, with God, all things are impossible. Yeah. So what's been given to you in potential through Jesus Christ? Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Okay. Then how much is required? Everything. So for me to stop my faith and to stop increasing and stop growing to those levels, I am being disobedient. Yeah. I'm being disobedient if I do that. So every Christian should see a necessity a necessity to continue to increase. And even that's Jesus because he said, you know, in Luke 2.52, and Jesus kept increasing 
He kept increasing in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. Wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. He kept increasing. And uh, so, uh, amen. (laughs) Evangelist Mark said, I like Pastor Brian's shirt. Amen. Thank you. (laughs) I do too. It's comfortable. Um, Well, like I was just thinking, like, because I was able to take that correction. Yes. The next time that that same situation came up, like a month later, you know, all of a sudden everything was different. You know, yes. like the de- the deadline was getting closer and closer. My faith was just getting higher and higher. God, I know it's working out, and it worked yeah. out. So, like, yeah. I'd, like I didn't have to spend a lot of time worrying and ang- and anxious about what's going to happen. You know, and, and yes. So, like wasted worry. Yeah. So yeah. if I if I wouldn't have taken that and been like, well, he just doesn't know what he's talking about, then the next time it came up, I would have been in the same position. That's but exactly right. Able, like that, since I was able to yield to that, the re- the revelation came to me, and I was able to actually. You know, it, it it completely took me to a whole nother level to yeah. where now, now like going down the road, I, I, I can fully understand my God will supply all my need according to his Amen. riches and glory. Amen. And, it's, and I think I think one of the best parts was because, you know, well, the, was it Hebrews 6, 12, be followers of those yeah. who through faith and patience have inherited the, king, the, the, the promises. promises. Yeah. You know, being willing to surround yourself with people who are at a significantly higher than level than you, yeah, th- that'll expose whether you're not whether you're in faith or not. Yes, you know, uh, I like how Serena says it. You know, uh, put yourself in positions where you're the dumbest person in the room. You know? Yeah, because yeah. why? Because because gra- gra- the gravitational pull will only pull you upwards. If you, yeah, if you. If you're like, if you like to put yourself in situations where you're the smartest person in the room, gravitational pull will pull you downwards, yeah. you know. So, so get yourself in a position, be followers of those who through faith and patience have inherited, and it'll, it'll only draw you higher. Yes, that's right. Well, I, you say, Pastor, you say often that when a victory comes, you, not to be in fear, basically, but to sure. be yeah. on guard, like to be watch. wise about it. Yes. Be very wise about it. Be wise because what that can do is that can set you up for pride to come in. And yeah. I, this week, this week especially, the Lord's been talking to me about faith and applying faith. And so I, I, I don't share when I'm dealing with something, like I'll talk to you and George and Pastor Nicole directly. But this week I had sickness try to come on me this week. I had Pastor and Dr. Richard pray over me. And I believe, like, I believe in healing. I believe that's going to manifest. And they prayed for me Monday, Monday night, like the anointing would come and it wouldn't, and it would be gone. And then I'd service would end and coughing and crap would just start again. And so I'd go home and I wasn't sleeping very well happening again Tuesday and Wednesday I woke up. I'm like, this is stupid. Like yeah. this is, this is yeah. dumb. And I, Wednesday night, no, yes. Wednesday night, you know, in service where I'm called to be, I never stopped doing what I was called to do. I was here every day. I did my work. I like, yeah. I still served. I didn't stop. Um, but I was just feeling it. Like I just felt the effects of, yeah. man, this is not great. So I'm in service sitting over there. The anointing of the Lord comes on me. I'm laughing. Like the, the Lord was just doing a work in me. And as I'm doubled over, the Lord's like, have you really been in faith or did you expect the anointing to break it and not Ooh. exercise your faith at all? <laughs> and I was like, that's how the Holy Ghost talks. <laughs> I was doing the first part, but not anymore. <laughs> and so I, and so I saw myself like as I'm doubled over after I hear that word. I saw myself taking my healing. I'm like, yeah. no, 
no, oh no, 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 like I'm healed now and yeah. I am so sorry. I haven't been walking yeah. in an authority. I expected you and Dr. Richard when you prayed, I expected the anointing to break it and I was like, cool, there was my faith. <laughs> I exercised it, great, but I didn't keep walking. I just expected the anointing to do it. And as soon as he said it, I realized where I missed it. Like that service, I, I'm sure you saw because you were ministering. I had an, a, a coughing fit come on me so hard, I had to walk to the back of the room because I was distracting the ministers sitting in front of me and Buddy, <laughs> who was sitting like near me. And I was like, I've, I've got to go to the back because this is to the point where it broke. Then the yeah. very next morning, I wake up and I'm so stoked. I'm like, praise God for teaching me and like, yeah. that's awesome yeah. and healing me. And my body tried to cough immediately after I thought that. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, that's that's not happening. So I, every time I'm yeah. healed, I have my healing. It is mine, and I'm not doing it. Every time I coughed, and it used to, the louder I would get, like the more yeah. I'd sing, or the, if I'd laugh, it would cough more. Yeah. So now I've just started talking even louder. Not right yeah. now, because I love you, but I've talked. There's yeah. nothing. There's no phlegm there. Like mm-hmm. there's no coughing. Like it's the Lord is good, but I needed to work yeah. it and not just expect mm-hmm. the anointing flowing through you yeah. and Dr. Richard to do my work for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and people need to get to the place. A lot of times they'll come into um for, first of all, an arrival mentality is horrible. Like mm-hmm. we feel like we've arrived at something, yeah. then we stop. Yeah. That's the issue. If we, when we feel like we've arrived, we'll stop pushing. We'll stop pressing with our faith. Yeah. Um, you know, but one of the things that's very important, you know, also is that uh, for us to get to the place where we recognize uh, another stinking thinking thing that we've talked about is a lottery mentality where it's like, well, if I go to the right church service, Mm -hmm. I'll get healed. Mm -hmm. And so instead of growing in the, taking the responsibility of growing in the word ourselves and getting to that place and having faith on us individually and personally all the time, Mm -hmm. then we actually bring something more to the service. What if every Christian carried faith into the service instead of came to the service looking for faith? in the in the minister right what would happen then and and we're starting to see some of that some of that here but um what if it was all over the world like that you know so i would say we're just in the you know elementary area of that we're just beginning in it and um i'm so ashamed you didn't know how many feet were in yards uh (laughs) <laughs> Speaking of elementary, um, so I didn't know what plants ate. So it's, I mean, that was <laughs> well. Somebody put up carbon monoxide in that, and I was like, "Is that? Oh, no, that's not it." <laughs> it it didn't make me think for a second. But um, so to know that you're in actual I'm faith, <laughs> I'm just messing. I'll uh, grow. I, there's so many things that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He's turned red. He looks like your shirt. <laughs> um, one of the things to know that you're in faith, you already said it, is uh, the symptoms of actually being in faith, so to speak, are one, you're in rest. Okay. Two, you're in hope. You're in joy, confidence, and expectation. If you don't have joy, confidence, expectation, you're not operating uh, in that in that faith. Um, so you're going to be rested. You're going to be at peace. Mm-hmm. And if we're struggling, if we're you know anxious, stuff like that, we're not in those areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be in in 
you know, the peace of God and the hope of God. We're going to be in joy. We're going to be confident about it. We're going to have an expectation of things. That shows yeah. that my heart is really given to faith. And uh, so those things will manifest in us. Uh, another thing is fruit. Yeah. Fruit. And, you know, so for example, if I, I mean, we have healing and miracles all the time, but if we don't have enough, I check myself yeah. like, and, and I'll say, you know what? I need to beef up my faith on, you know, I need to beef up my faith on healing and miracles yeah. and the power of God, yeah. because that's one of the fruit that the Bible calls for is power. Yeah. And um, so if we don't see enough of them, I'm like, I check me. Yeah. You know, why are we not having them? You know, because, yeah, the people definitely, the congregation definitely draws that. But I utilize that. You know, so if I'm not, if I haven't won a soul in a while, I'm yeah. going to check me. Uh, I'm going to check my faith on winning souls. Am I believing God to win yeah. somebody to the Lord today? You know, and so I check myself. Power. Am I, am I seeing the power of God, not just on Sunday morning, but when I pray for people, you know, out, outside the doors? Yeah. Uh, I don't need to just have, because see, here's the thing about Sunday morning for ministers. Uh, Sunday morning and ministers, uh, they could be walking in some of the power because the people are hungry, mm -hmm. not them. Mm -hmm. So in other words, if I'm not carrying power outside of these doors, I need to, I need to bump my faith. Yeah. You know, I need, I need to step it up a little bit. And uh, so uh, that can be confusion, confusing because what comes through on Sunday morning can be me basically alone, yeah. or it can be the people alone, but it's when it's best is when it's the people and the minister that are both in faith. Yeah. Then you can really see some major things happen. But uh, I think a lot of ministers actually feel the anointing because the congregation is actually drawing it through and God has mercy on the congregation regardless of where the minister is. And uh, the reason why they love to preach so much is that's the only time of the week they feel the anointing. Yeah. So, and they, they're addicted to the anointing just like a drug addict, but instead of living there, they have to be in front of people. Yeah. And that's a dangerous place. And I would say I've been there before too. So, I have. yeah, yeah. And it's one of those things where you have to check yourself. Yeah. Am I carrying an anointing everywhere I go and in, in everything? Yeah. Because I can. Because yeah. he's granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness. That's every believer. Yeah. And that means, you know, part of godliness and life to the full till it overflows is the anointing. Yeah. You know, uh, so we need to see, we need to be in rest. That'll, that'll tell us. We need to be in hope and we need to, we need to have fruit. Yeah. It should be ongoing fruit of those things to show that we're in faith. I had another one. I'll, it'll come back to me, but. Well, one of the, as you're talking, that it lines up a lot with what the Holy Spirit's been talking to me about is having faith in every area of life, every area, because if there's an area yes, of your life that's that you're not operating in faith in, then that area of your life is not pleasing to God. Yeah. And that's what the Holy Spirit said to me a couple nights ago is if there's an area of your life where you're not applying faith, that area of your life is not pleasing to God. Yeah. And I don't want an area of my life to not be pleasing to God. Like yeah. as you're talking about being addicted to the anointing, I remember when I first started seeing the power of God flow in youth, like I was still leading youth at that time. And that's when it started happening was one of the worst parts of my marriage with George. Like there was not awesome stuff. Like it wasn't terrible. I just, I had attitude stuff I needed to work on. Like it's, yeah. there wasn't like, 
sin, but it's I had my own personal issues that I needed to grow with. And it's because I, I enjoyed Jesus here, but I didn't want to apply the faith and work it seemed to take over in this area of life. Yeah. And when you first told me that, <laughs> it, I didn't love it. Um, so it, <laughs> because it convicted me. And you're basically, you asked me, what kind of minister are you if you can't have the same miracles you're seeing in the church happen in your house? I'm like, cool. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> but it forced I can me to tell know. you the, the Lord gave me that because that sounds just like him. <laughs> I've heard that voice to myself before. <laughs> you and Holy Spirit yeah. sound very similar on my shoulder. That's sometimes. a good, that's a good thing. <laughs> but I needed, I needed that because I, it helped me to see I'm, I'm not walking in faith in all areas. I'm the anointing is merciful like God's merciful for the kids it wasn't even for me it was for the kids because the kids were hungry and the kids were growing and when I I took that it changed everything in my life like everything in my marriage changed because I recognized I can't just what's the word I I can't just separate different pieces of my life into well here's the Jesus piece and here's the youth piece and here's the, the like Everything is God. Yeah. Everything is faith. Everything is the anointing. Yeah. I need to see everything through that lens, and that's how it works. It doesn't yeah. work separated. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, like, it's funny. Well, I know Teddy kind of sh- shares the illustration of, like, a submarine and mm-hmm. how they're in a bunch of different compartments. Mm-hmm. and like, But, like, when it comes to our faith, you know, like, like we need to apply faith for healing. We need, yeah. Just as yes. much as we need to apply faith for, for finances, just as much as we need to have, apply. See... Since I've been here, I've learned so many different areas that I can apply faith for. Mm-hmm. Like, I, didn't re- I didn't realize I can p- apply my faith to time. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, I didn't realize I can actually believe God to, to, to bless my time yeah. so that I can spend more time, you know, with my wife, spend more time, you know. Like, I, I didn't realize I can apply faith to that. Yeah. Um, and and um, I, the, the quote that keeps coming to me, though, was, because, like, I don't know if you're watching this and, like, you might be like, well, you guys are at a different level than me. How can I be, you know, like some of the things that God's been pointing out to us, like, I, I don't know, you know, you might be thinking like, wow, I'm not even at that point. I, like, I, here's the thing, you know, God, like, like earlier on this year, you know, talking about, you know, that conversation that we had. You know, like before that, like because that was specifically talking about finances. Before that, God has been very merciful to me. You know, because He was blessing me at my level of, of right. faith and at my level of so. Yes. Like, if my level God of God is of, so good yeah. and loving and merciful, yeah. Yeah. and that's the issue. We really don't know how merciful He actually yeah. is. Yeah. I, I discovered at that moment yeah. how merciful He has been yeah. to me because He He had been providing Him and He had been providing very well. Yeah. And, and so, so like my faith was here. God's mercy met me where yes, I was, you yes. know, which was great. But then at that moment, now my faith, like it, another level was demanded of yes. me, you know? Yeah. And, and so I think it, it's Miss Wigglesworth that says, um, for, a, for a believer to stay in two days in succession on the same spiritual plane is a tragedy. Um, God That's is always great. expecting us to go to another level of revelation. That's why we do this broadcast every day. Yes. You know, um, so as I go to the next level, now God's ex- now God's God will meet us where we're yeah. at. Yes. But there's an expectation of increase on us. There's an expectation up for our faith to grow, and He'll meet us there. You know, we can't just like God when God gives us a revelation and expects us to go there. We can't just pretend like we're down here and yeah. and expect God to to offset it. Yeah. No. Now, like with great power comes. I just quoted Spider-Man. Spider-Man. 
with great power comes great responsibility. What, what's the, that's a biblical term. Yeah. Though. You know, like, um, I know there's a verse that says that same thing. Um, well, to, and you already too much is given, yes, much is required. That's it. Um, <laughs> so, so as, as our revelation increases, as your revelation of faith is increasing yes. right now, God will meet you where you're at. Yeah. God, and, and, and that's like a great place to be. But it's, again, as we, as we progress, as we continue yeah. on, God, God is expecting that increase. Yes. Know? And that's probably what you were talking about whenever you were like just sharing how there's a lot of faith preachers, you know, who, who get that arrival mentality. Yeah. Like God's still expecting that increase and God, God will meet you. But like we need to go higher, you know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I think that many times we don't recognize the drop off, yeah. which is why we need to be diligent in our increase. We need to be diligent in our faith and not hitting the arrival mentality points. Um, But, and we need to make sure that our faith is not just in another person. So not in a minister. Faith needs to be on our own. You know, um, the other other thing of knowing that you're in faith, this is what I was gonna say earlier, is the other thing of knowing that faith is kind of an indirect is that we are actually listening to people who are receiving the promises. Mm-hmm. So if we're in a ministry and the minister is not receiving the promises on a regular basis, I'm not just, first of all, you need to see it on Sunday morning, yeah. you know, at the main service or whatever. But second, you need to see it in their life. There needs yeah. to be fruit in their personal life as well. And because if that, how are you going to be in faith when one of the, you know, the main areas that you receive faith is faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word preached. Now you can receive faith on your own in your personal time because you can basically, as you're reading the word, preach that to yourself and have the Holy Ghost preach it to you, which is one element of it, but it's not the whole picture. The other half of the picture is where do you go to church? What ministers are you listening to? And if those ministers, it says, the verse you quoted earlier in Hebrews 6, 12, follow those who through faith and patience or imitate those, those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. So in other words, what that verse tells us is if they're not inheriting the promises, if they don't have the fruit of winning souls, making disciples, walking in power, having supernatural revelation and the fruit of the Spirit in their life, if they don't have that fruit that they're attaining by faith and patience, a lot of people have fruit simply because a lot of people like them. Right. That's not necessarily faith and patience. And so if you, if, if you know that the people, and, and people deceive themselves, they want to make excuses for things. So they'll see their person and their pastor and their, and they won't look at it objectively. They won't look, they'll look at that person with a bias because they've already made a choice to be there. Mm-hmm. But what you really need to do is take the word and look at that person through the standard of the word and say, are they being faithful? Yeah. Because if my minister, my pastor is not actually receiving these things through faith, the Bible's telling me not to follow them. Yeah. Well, this is, and that now we get to a real gut check because 
we find out either we've heard right or we've heard wrong and we need to do something about it. And that's yeah. okay. That means it's just like yours. It might not feel good in the moment, but because you face the reality of it, you will grow. Yeah. And um, so you know, go ahead and just give yourself to the growth of the word. Yeah. So, you know, how can we know that we're in faith? We know that if we're not listening to ministers who actually are applying faith and patience and inheriting three things, they're applying faith, they're applying patience in that faith, and they are producing fruit. They are inheriting the promises. That's, that's the, uh, you know, things that you need to have. Those are the prerequisites of being in a ministry. Yeah. Those are because that's the person you should follow. If you, if that person is not doing those things, if they're not seeing those things, then you can know that your faith is going to go down and you're going to be out of the level of faith that you should be at. Yeah. I think it's first Corinthians four. I'm probably, that's probably not accurate, but um, it, where Paul says like the exact opposite, he says, you know, there, there's the people who have a form of godliness, but deny, but deny the, power the power of yes. such people turn away. Another yes. translation says, "Have nothing to do with these kinds of people." Yes. You know. Yeah. Uh, like so, so it, that that's the reality. Like if if there's no power moving. Yes. Actually, the Bible specifically says, "Have nothing to do with those kinds of people." Yeah. That's right. Yeah, because what they've done is the reason for that is they have if if they are talking that way, mm -hmm. on some level, they have seen in the Word the power of God, mm -hmm. and they've made some level of decision yeah. that I don't want to associate with mm -hmm. God yeah. on that level. Well, here's the issue. How can you associate with a part of God? <clears throat> God's saying, I don't want people who associate just with a part of me. Yeah. Either you accept all of me, or accept none of me. Yeah. You know, and so ultimately somebody who's done that, their their life is going to go down because they they don't realize what they're doing. They don't right. realize that they in essence are rejecting a part of God's character and a part of his nature. And so on some level they've seen it and said, I don't want that. Yeah. And that attitude and that thought process can get in you. And so God says, don't even hang around them. Yeah. You want to be around people that are receiving every part. So if Jesus paid for it, they're receiving the fullness of the gospel, yeah. like what it says in Romans 15, 18, and 19, the fullness of the gospel with signs and power, right? With signs and wonders following the preaching of the news. Uh, you want to be around that. Yeah. Well, and examine yourself through the same lens that you're examining the ministers. Like what Pastor Brian just listed out, that's, that's something the believers should be walking in. Mm -hmm. Like believers should be walking in the fruit. They should be walking in revelation. They should be walking in power. So when you're looking to hold a man or woman of God to a level or a standard, Hold yourself to that same standard. Yeah. You know, don't pick and choose. Yeah. Well, it's okay for your pastor to operate this way. I don't need to do that. No, that's hogwash. You're a minister of the gospel. You're called to preach and teach the word to those that you come in contact with. Go and make disciples. Go baptize people. Go lay hands on the sick. See them recover. That's yeah. what you're called to do. Yeah. So it's not just the man or woman of God. And then don't just take a moment and assume that that's, life. You know, Dr. Richard, I think he, sh he definitely shared it during the evening service. 
You know, it's not wrong for a man or woman of God to be attacked, but it is wrong for them to lose the attack. Like it's unscriptural for them to lose. So just because your pastor may be going through something does not mean that they're not called by God. Like a moment does not dictate an entire life of a man or woman of God. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Uh, Kevin, if you'll check your phone, please. Um, so one of the things that, uh, one of the things that very important is that I've noticed here in the last few months that we have talked a lot. We've talked a lot about where we're planted, yeah. where we're planted. And I just want, as we wrap up today, I want to, I want to talk about that is you've noticed like even in this conversation we're talking about Hebrews 6 12 and who to follow and who not to follow mm -hmm. and not to have anything to do with right uh, one of the things I've noticed is that's been coming up a lot yeah and why would the Holy Spirit be bringing that up so much uh, and here's the reason why in this time and in this period of time God is shaking up everything that can be shaken. Yeah. Now his kingdom will not be shaken, but he is, and you know, in that word that I have, the word that kept coming through was sifting. Yep. And he's saying, you know, don't be sifted. Well, what he's saying is make sure that you're in the right place mm -hmm. and don't let yourself be in the wrong place and, and be a part of the breaking loose and the yeah. shaking loose and be lost to the plan of God. Yeah. In other words, if you're in the right place, you will be stable. But if you're in the wrong place, yeah. uh, that can be very dangerous for any believer. And so what's God doing? Uh, you know, you look at 2020, you look at COVID, you look at the churches being shut down, you look at all these things. You need to be attached to people that are faithful. Now, I've been saying that for several years coming before yes. 2020. <laughs> I mean, you know it. Yeah. For many years now, I've been saying that same thing. I've been saying the same thing, and but you know, and truth be told, who was listening? Um, a few people that were here, but not not many people. But now this year, it became very important. Yeah. And, and what is good is the people that have been at Boomerang over the last few years. They're like, oh my goodness, Pastor was right. He yeah. saw this coming, and I've been preparing people and telling them what to do if they were listening. Mm -hmm. And there was a shaking, and there's a sifting out of people. And what you found is it is very, very important to be in the right place at yeah. the right time doing the right thing. Yeah. It's very important. And... Um, it's one of those things where the Bible lays it out very clearly. Yeah. Don't be in a comfortable church. Yeah. Be in a church that will challenge you, that will grow you, that will increase you. Yeah. Be in a church whose leaders are growing, you know, whose leaders are seeing fruit, whose right. leaders are inheriting the promises. Right. And if they're not inheriting the promises, don't be there. Yeah. Why? Because where you're planted is very important. Yeah. And how can you be planted in a place that God has already told us in his word, you shouldn't be there? Yeah. How can you be right to be planted in a place where there's no power flowing? Yeah. It's incorrect. It's not right. And so it's, it's one of those things where God right now, he's warning people He's warning people, get in a place yes. that believes. 
Stop playing games yeah. with it. Be a faithful people and get around faithful people. Yeah. He, and I'm telling you right now, I, I'll continue to say, it is more important than we even know. Yeah. And it's important right now, not like you've got a little bit of time. No, right now, make decisions to be biblical and be in the right place. And yeah. the Lord's bringing this up on purpose. Yeah. We've been talking about it, and the Holy Ghost keeps bringing this stuff up. Well, I... I think for me, like I've, I've heard you say this, I've, I've preached on this myself, like this is not, <laughs> it's not brand new information in that way. Yeah. But it wasn't really until this year that I started to recognize what was inside of me that had come from yeah. almost seven years at that point of being at the church. Yeah. You know, when push comes to shove, when the pressure's put on, that's when you're going to yeah. discover what's inside of you. Yeah. That's when, and that's why it's so vital to be at a church that's going to fill you up with the power of God. Yeah. You know, the testimony we have here at Boomerang is when the lockdown happened, our people refused to stop assembling. Why? Yeah. <laughs> because what the Lord has done here in Boomerang is he has taken a people and he's filled them up with his power and his fire yeah. and his love and his goodness that when the pressure came upon what came out was a refusal to back down from the standard of the word yeah. glory to God that this is my church yeah. that I am able to last week when George and I are driving through all these different states that have all these different mandates and whatever like almost daily I would reach out to pastor and pastor Nicole and be like I can literally feel the spirit of fear as we're driving through this state right yeah. now like I yeah. can feel it walking in this store. Why? Because I've given myself yeah. to a planting that's allowed what's inside of the man and woman of God and Pastor Brian and Pastor Nicole, but also through Jesus. Like there's a work that's being done. And in this time where everything looks stupid, you need a people with a resolve and an edge who are going to be able to lead you through this time. So yeah. that way the Lord's will will continue to be done no matter who gets in office, no matter what the world looks yes. like, that the church will still be the church and still be able to rise up and see the goodness of God yes. manifest here on the earth, no matter who's in office or what it looks like. The church is called to be the church regardless. And if your church doesn't look like the church in the book of Acts, then yeah. it's time to evaluate where you're at. Hi. <laughs> um, sorry, the Lord just kind of gave me something and like I'm fighting it, but I'm, I'm not fighting it, but it's just... Um, if, I guess, yeah, if, if 60 plus percent of what you're receiving from God is taking place outside of your home church, then something's wrong. If you're getting, if all of your faith, if all the leveling up is taking place by some preacher on, on the yeah. internet and not from your home church, so, you know, something might be missing. That's yeah. where you're supposed to be planted. You're not supposed to be planted in some evangelist, you know, on online broadcast. I mean, th these are great supplements, you know. These That's are great, a great to, point. to pull yeah. us up. These are great things that, that'll, you know, draw us to higher levels because we're always supposed to be listening and, and feeding on yeah. the Word of God. Yeah. Yeah. But we're not supposed to be planted in those. We're supposed to be planted in yeah. a body, in the church, in a church. That's Because that's where our roots come. That's yes. where the, the, the Bible says, you know, um, it's the joints, every joint supplying, yeah. you know, speaking of the church. That's where the supply should be coming yeah. from the church, from the, mm -hmm. the corporate body. Yeah. From, and, and even in, uh, I, I don't know if it's uh, Hebrews, but don't forsake the assembly of the saints. Yeah. Um, and all the more as, as you see the time approaching. Yeah. You know, so we need to, iron can sharpen iron uh, 
from a video. You know, you need iron can only sharpen iron through physical. Yeah, content. it needs to come together. That well, and in Psalms, it, Kevin was kind of mentioning what his comments were is. In Psalms it says, those planted in the house of the Lord mm -hmm. flourish in the courts of heaven. In other words, you flourish because of the nutrition and the nourishment that you get from that planting. Mm -hmm. And uh, many people are, they're growing because they're listening to things online and that's good. But what's more, you know, not, not necessarily more important, but just as important yeah. is that you are planted in a local church yeah. that's also feeding you that yeah. way. And honestly, if there's not one around, move. Move. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because our spiritual nourishment is found in that planting. So if you just stay in that dry area, you know, what you're doing is you're saying that an area is more important to me than the Word of God. Yeah. Be willing to do whatever it takes to plant yourself yeah. in a church that's growing, that's yeah. fruitful, you know, that's, that's doing it. And I, I see people moving away for a job and moving away from the planting, yeah. and they, they don't understand spiritual things at all, yeah. you know, nor do they have the Bible as the standard. What's awesome, as you just said, that in this room right now there are seven people. Uh, yeah, because Priscilla's not here. In this room there are seven people. Four people in the room moved across states to be in this <laughs> church. Right. And two of them, one is the pastor and one's his daughter. So, and it's not like Rachel has a yeah. choice of where she's going to church right now. Like she's going to Boomerang. Four people of the seven have moved yeah. where they physically live to be a part of the yeah. church. You're, you're saying that I didn't move and yeah. my daughter didn't move. There's seven people yeah. and out of the seven, two of them are, are me that was already here. Yeah. So there's four others. And the other, the, the only other one that's not you or Rachel is Kevin Buck, yeah. who was going to a church in another state when they found this church here. Yeah. Like, so even though he physically lives closer, like he jumped a state over to be in the church where God had planted him. Everyone in the room has planted themselves, not out yeah. of convenience, but out of the leading of the Lord. Yeah. Hallelujah. Well, they, they drove down for Kickstarter as well. Kickstarter's going to be good, by yeah. the way, this year. Amen. <laughs> I forgot that's why you were here with yeah. Kickstart. They came, uh, well, Paul had met his mom, mm -hmm. and they had been mm -hmm. going, but they had recently, they had been going one place, but hadn't, I don't think you've been in the state for too long. And a little, little bit, yeah. And so his mom invited them to come together to yeah. kickstart. Mm -hmm. And um, so, and the Lord touched y'all that week. I mean, yeah. He touched your life, and praise God. Yeah. So, yeah, one of the things it's important to recognize the importance of following those who, through faith and patience, inherit yeah. the promises. Because what happens is there's an impartation. And then faith can actually go somewhere and do some things. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. So he's wanting us to get around people that can give us an impartation and move into them. Well, one thing I've noticed is a lot of people, when they'll go to listen to the evangelist or they'll go and listen to the stuff online, it's because the voices sound so different than the person who's leading that church. You know, it's, I yeah. just get so much from this evangelist. I just get so much from their ministry. It's just so different. And what I've noticed here, even this, re this week with Dr. Richard, what I've noticed is your voice does not sound different 
than Dr. Richard's voice, does not sound yeah. different than Pastor Tracy's voice. You know, yeah. it may be delivered a little bit differently, but the heart right. is the same. Like whether The spirit's it's a, the same. Whether yeah. it's been a prophet, an apostle, an evangelist, a pastor, or a teacher, it's been the same spirit that's come forth. Yeah. So I don't go, like I'll listen to other things, but I don't go out and look to feed on other people because I know it's the same spirit that's feeding evangelist Ted yeah. Shuttlesworth Jr. Yeah. that's feeding you, that's yeah. feeding evangelist Richard Moore that's yeah. feeding you. Yeah. I don't need to go and look outward because it's the same spirit that flows yeah. in yeah. the house. It's a yeah. spirit of faith. Yeah. 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 I just think it's funny, like when evangelist Mark was here and he's saying, it's time, it's time, it's yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> when Dr. Richard was here, how many of us recognized when he said, the word works? Yeah. yeah. You know? yeah. And he also <laughs> said, it's time too. He said yeah. that, yeah. Yeah. Like, so it, like you can see, like, and I don't know if he's yeah. been listening to our recent series, but he's no, like, the word works, and so. then everyone's just like, ah. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> you look around, everyone's looking around like, yeah. we, we know this. <laughs> I thought Kevin was going to run around the room the first night, first day, because he said so many things that we've been saying. Yeah. That's the Holy Ghost. Yeah. That's the spirit yeah. of faith. It's and, not like yeah. you're just chatting before yeah. and no. like, here are the high points <laughs> no. that I've been on. I know. It's, it's, no, I don't, I don't think he's watched anything that mm -hmm. we're doing, but it, that's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And that's the Holy Spirit also confirming that he's hearing from the Holy Ghost, yeah. you know. And the same thing when I got up the other night to you know, do the offering, and I start talking about all the things he was getting ready to say. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's that same spirit. Yeah. So. Well, even in prayer, like I think, I don't know if you said it here, or if you just said it Sunday morning, but you were talking about how anytime we prayed about Dr. Richard's services, the words that kept coming up were, fresh breath, fresh yeah. wind, you know, yeah. Dr. Richard specifically started teaching on the breath of God one yeah. night, and as yeah. soon as he did, I'm like, yeah. Amen. How, but that it's because the Holy Spirit, yes. he's not different. He's the same Holy Spirit. He's, he's flowing. But see, and that's a fruit. Yeah. That That is a manifestation of fruit that by faith and patience we inherit the promises. Yeah. That's a promise of the leading of yeah. the Holy Spirit that's manifesting. So you can see that. That's one of the small fruits that you can track yeah. and see what's the Holy Spirit doing. You know, even on Sunday mornings when I get done and preaching and people going out the door and they're like, Pastor, you were all over. I needed to hear that. That message was for me. Get the microphones out of my house. I said that exact thing, you know, yeah. all of that. That's a manifestation that the power of God is flowing. And yeah. one, the, the fifth thing that I would say to make sure that you stay in faith is, is this, make sure that God's normal is your normal. Yeah. That God's normal is your normal. So, for example, in the situation that you were describing with you mm -hmm. uh, and being in faith or not, God's normal is for you to be in your own faith, mm -hmm. right? And if you don't, if you are not understanding God's normal, you would have never caught that. Yeah. You know, he'd have, he could have even said it to you, but it would have gone over your head. You would have missed it. But because you're given to the Lord, you know that that's true. And so when he said it, you made it yours. Um, you know, that little, you know, allergy <laughs> like that. That's not God's normal. So, you know, you can look at God's normal in two different places where sin and the curse didn't touch it. Never, never call the curse normal. Yeah. And, but do you know what's in the curse? And do you know what's in the blessing? You can go to Deuteronomy 28 and you'll see what's in the blessing and what's in the curse. 
But the issue is never call the curse normal because yeah. it is not normal for God no. and it is not normal for Jesus. And as he is, so are we in this world. And it is not normal for us yeah. Yeah. as redeemed people in the family of God, made in his image and likeness, redeemed from the curse. Yeah. It's not normal. So if I see lack in any way, I've got to recognize that as that's a part of the curse. Yeah. And it and if I'm going to stay in faith, I must recognize when the curse tries to sneak in. Mm -hmm. I have to recognize when the small fox comes and tries yeah. to ruin the vine. I have to recognize that. So I have to know what's the curse and what's the blessing and recognize. So, you know, if I, if my nose runs any at all, you know, there can be like normal, normal things where I walk through the kitchen, you know, Nicole's cutting onions or something. I'm going to sure. probably shed some tears, you know, there. That's not necessarily an allergy or an attack, attack on that. But if I'm not in one of those situations and I'm sitting there and my nose starts running, running. That's a part of lack. Yeah. That's only happening because of sickness yeah. and disease, yeah. which is the result of a curse, result of sin, which is a result of the fall of man yeah. that I'm redeemed from. Yeah. And so I don't need to wait till I get full up with the flu in my bed right. shaking till I start coming against that. Right. I need, I, I attack it as soon as the first sniffle happens. Yeah. You see? And why? Because I recognize that curse. So in order to stay in faith and be in faith and increase in our faith, we must know what God's normal is and, and know what the curse is and recognize the curse when it tries to sneak in. Amen. Because that's what the devil does. He tries to just give you a little bit and a little bit and a little bit. And so, you know, like for instance, you know, in your, in, in the situation with your finances and believing God for that kind of stuff, um, one of the things that you can do in that, and I do the same thing, um, is if I'm, if I am, and we, I've done exactly what I'm about to tell you. If I get through and I break through one time in the finances and I break through the next month in the finances, but then I go a few months and it's down again. Yeah. And then I break through, because you're always going to win if you just take him by the hand. It's always going to happen. Yeah. But um, I break through. And, and, and how can I say that? Like, so I can hear some people saying, how can you say, how can you say that you're always going to win? Because the Bible says it. Amen. It says, but thanks be unto God who always leads us to triumph in Christ. So I'd rather take that as a truth than take what the world teaches me that you won't always win. Yeah. You know, sometimes you will, sometimes you won't. That's the curse. Yeah. See, that's the issue is we become so familiar with the curse that we think that's normal yeah. because we've been taught it in this corrupted world. Yeah. All right, so man, we're we're way past time, but anyway, but so what I'll see is, and all right, praise God, you have a win one month. Praise God, you have a win. Praise God that you're winning. But ultimately, if I'm going to increase in faith, then I believe God yeah. to not just make it through. Yeah. I believe God for abundance. Amen. I'm believing God for having more than enough because that's who he is. Yeah. I'm believing God on a different level. So I don't settle with just having my bills paid. I believe God for increase. Yeah. And that, that is a way to grow in your faith. And I've done the exact same thing. And, and the truth is I'm constantly doing that now, even with our personal and with the church. Amen. Because I know that as a church, we've got to go to another level. And I know the people have to go to another yeah. level. And so I can't live on yesterday's budget. 
You know, why? Because that's not where life to the full is. Yeah. I must increase, so I've got to move. You know, it's like the other night, Dr. Richard said, who needs a miracle? I'm like, I always need a miracle. Yeah. You know, why? Because my faith is no, no, because my faith is growing. Right. I always need a miracle because my faith is increasing. Yeah. That's a great statement. Please put that in the comments. <laughs> I always need a miracle because my faith is always increasing. He, yeah. he was like, who needs a miracle? I, me. All yeah. the time. In what? Whatever thing I need. I need a miracle in finance. I can yeah. always use a miracle in finances. I'll take a, you know, a million dollar check written out to Boomerang Church every day Amen. of the week. Amen. And yeah. I will put it to good use and we will win hundreds of thousands and millions of souls with it. Because yeah. we know what to do with the money. Yeah. As compared to a lot of churches that don't. Yeah. Yeah. We, we win souls at a good price. We have a good return on investment here. You know? Like we've already got vision for a million dollars. It's oh, like yeah. this is, what do we do? No, we know exactly what we would do with That's what I'm saying. So who needs a, who needs a financial miracle? Me, yeah. every day. Amen. Every day. Um, I desire it, you know. Um, who, and not just in the church, personally as well. Yeah. Amen. I, who needs, who needs a, a a miracle in faith for healing. Me. Yeah. Because I might not be going through something, but I want to carry a miracle yeah. with me. I want to, I'm called to carry a miracle. And that's not just for a pastor, but I know people and I want to carry a miracle yeah. all the time. You know, yeah. who needs a miracle in restoration? I do, because I want to carry the miraculous with yep. me. You know? And so if I'm, you know, if I see my fruit dwindling in an area, I'll, I'll start studying the word in the, in those moments. I'll start I'll, I'll put on just the other night I was like Alexa uh, play the book of Acts mm -hmm. you know cause, why because I want miracles yeah. I want the word on miracles yeah. and I'll and I'll do that on a regular basis yeah. I want to keep keep God's word his word is alive and powerful yeah. miracle making word yeah. and I want to keep yeah. it inside of me because we have a responsibility to be carrying. We are a people of miracles. Put yeah. that in the comments. I am a, we, no, put it we. We are a people of miracles. Amen. Hallelujah. We are a people of miracles. We are a people of miracles. Amen. That's who we are. Do you believe it? Yeah. Shout yes. amen. amen. Put it in the, put an amen, yeah. all caps with exclamation points, hands raised and smiley faces and fire. Put all, I love emojis. All the good things. Amen. <laughs> Well, as you're talking to Buddy, what what I believe I heard the Holy Spirit say is you can either, it, it all comes back to yielding. You can either yield to fear, you can yield to average and mediocrity, yes. or you can yield to faith. Yeah. Either way, you're yielding to something. If yeah. you yield to fear, fear comes yeah. on and you don't act because fear is keeping you in that place. You're yielding to that spirit. Yeah. You can yield to average and say, well just enough is happening to me right now. Yeah. Or you can yield to the spirit of faith that, because it's all in action. Yeah. Faith is going to cause you to act. Yeah. Fear is going to cause you to act. Average is going to cause you to not act. Yeah. And you're not yeah. going to do anything. So either way, you're making a decision. Yield. It's not yeah. just hunger. It's not just humility. It's faith. When faith tells you to sow that seed, you sow that seed. Yes. When yeah. faith tells you to speak a word, you speak a word. When faith tells you to lay hands on the sick, you lay hands on the sick. Yeah. Whatever faith says to do, the more you yield to it, the more it'll flow out of you because you're developing that muscle. It's yeah. going to the gym and working it out. The more you yield to it, it's lifting up that five pounds.
pound weight, yeah. then a 10 pound weight, yeah. then a 20 pound weight. And all of a sudden you're doing things in God that you never dreamt you could do yes. because all you did was choose to yield when yeah. the Holy Spirit says go. So if you're going to yield, which you're going to do anyway, yield to the thing that's going to cause you to look like Jesus and not the thing that's going to keep you in a place of lukewarm death. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Kevin Nowicki said, Miracle signs and wonders follow me wherever I go. Yeah. Amen. They Amen. sure do. They, they follow. Yeah, he's got the booms on there, <laughs> the firework booms. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, we love you. You are designed for faith, and yeah. uh, you are designed to increase in your faith. Uh, I can see it looks like nobody changed the title of the broadcast today. Actually, Dr. Richard and Pastor Mike are not here, but we're talking about faith. We'll change that a little bit later. Yeah. But we love you so very much. If you want to sow today, I saw several people already do it. You can go to uh, givebc.org or you can type in the comments in Facebook, hashtag donate, followed by the amount. And uh, we just love you. We praise God for you. Thank you for sowing and partnering with us. And something that we're going to be looking at maybe next week is what is your partnership with Lunch Plus and what is your partnership with Amen. What's Right doing? Um, what is it up to right now? Amen. And uh, so I, I think you'll enjoy that. I want to show you what you're a part of. And uh, so we're going to talk about the trip to Mexico. And we're getting ready to get into a couple of series here on What's the Word on Lunch Plus. One will be what the Marine Corps taught me, which I think you'll really, really enjoy. And uh, I think we're going to do several of the series on here, like the stinking thinking. I've been having those series come up, and I'm like, how can I get to those all on Sunday morning? This is where the Lord wants me to do some of those. Uh, so we're going to be talking about that. You're going to get a lot out of them, and uh, just praise God for you. So, uh, Lord, right now, everything that anybody is giving and sowing, let it be blessed in Jesus' name. And, and Lord, Lord, thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank I you, declare and decree thank over you, every seed that's coming in to Lunch Plus, What's Right, and Boomerang Church that it is supernaturally, yes. exponentially multiplied quickly yes. in the name of Jesus. Supernaturally, exponentially multiplied quickly in the name of Jesus. Lord, let it be. Let it be so obvious and let it be so big that people start shouting it from the rooftops about your goodness and the harvest of your abundance on the seeds that they plant here. Lord, let us be good ground. Let us be fruitful, fruitful ground, supernatural fruit for the people that sow into your gospel in this place. Lord, we just seek to be the most fruitful place. And we thank you for it and we praise you for it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We just praise God for you. And I'm not sure who's wrapping up today, but hallelujah. Cool. <laughs> Guys, just thank you so much for being on with us. Make sure that you share this broadcast. Like this broadcast is one that's going to help people. Yes. Make sure you share it so that way they can receive what you received as well. And we are going to be back next Monday at 1130. We're back with brand new content. Look, pastor does not say things lightly. So when he says that next week we're going to have some good stuff and you're going to enjoy it, you're going to enjoy it. So put faith on that. I'm excited to share what we're up to here and what your partner's means to us, what is helping us to do. So make sure you share that. And we will be back next 
Monday at 11.30 a.m. But Sunday, if you're interested in going to a church that carries the yeah. power of God and sees signs, wonders, and miracles happen on a weekly basis here in service and throughout the week, yes. come to Boomerang. Yes. We want to invite you 10 a.m. Sunday morning. Be here with us as we worship and minister to the Lord together. We would love to have you. But that is what's coming up Sunday. If you're not here, we'll see you Monday at 11.30 a.m. Amen. Have a good weekend. Love you guys. Bye-bye. See ya.